Welcome to Science A podcast. Uh, today we have a guest, which you may also recognize by voice, uh, as, as our previous guest. And today we have uh, Christian Gumerus. Uh, hello, Christian. Welcome to the studio. Hello, Vasily, and hello, everybody. Uh, Christian, uh, yeah, our listeners also familiar with you, but can you tell briefly what, what exactly you're doing? You said in one of the first episodes that you're an entrepreneur, but uh, what are you doing? What what kind of business you're working with or what kind of businesses you're exploring? Yeah, well, to keep a long story short, <laughs> I'm involved in a few different businesses and, and uh, one of that we are working in the Arctic region is like company that does regional development and, and uh, service design, uh, service integrations. And then we are doing different kind of operations here. One is to uh, like build up the cross-feeding uh, air traffic between uh, like Lapland, Sweden, Norway, because we don't have any west to east traffic lines here. So we are building that one and also highlighting and building uh, one of those or a few of those smaller air airports or airfields or landing places here. So we could have a like, um, because there, like air traffic is going a little bit of transformation to digital and electric and whatnot. So we are like um, starting to facilitate uh, those new new integrations with the air traffic, and then highlighting these two small airfields to a company with that one. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm I'm an entrepreneur in the spirit, so I'm. Uh, Next term, uh, two years term, there's a Suomen Yrittäjät Entrepreneur Association for like uh, small SME companies. And then it's like um, the main idea with that association is to uh, be like uh, interest and service organizations for the small and medium-sized enterprises. And then it's the Finland's largest organization it it represents about i don't know 115000 enterprises and then uh, it's divided different regions and in the lapland region uh, for the next two years term in the lapland regions member of board in that association as well that's like a long 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 story short <laughs> do i remember correctly that i think ronnie Eriksson was mentioning about the arctic region development yeah, yeah, you're correct. And with Ronnie, we are doing like collaboration in a few different uh, regions. And one is now that um, in Norvin Kirkenes, there is uh, a lot of happening there, and they are highlighting the area and building it up as an um, innovation region. So. so it's not only UAVs, but it's, it's also like uh, other activities as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, well, well it's. Uh... I mean, not UAV and aviation, but also something else. Yeah, it's it's um, uh, it's it's like a, well, the region development part is like a, it concerns innovation, it concerns businesses, entrepreneurship, it it concerns how we can teach the youngsters more about entrepreneurship and business side, and and, and it's like building building them like the foundation or groundwork in the region for better serving the uh, businesses but also the people so 
and then about the UAVs, uh, we also are building, uh, uh, if not world's, at least Europe's largest unmanned aviation test area in Eastern Lapland. It's the huge Arctic test area for UAVs, and why not for electric aviation as well? Yeah, I remember it was in some conference uh, we had discussion that maybe electric aviation has a great potential because indeed now in order to travel somewhere, even in Finland, you need to go to Helsinki or to Vanta and then travel back. But there is like no communication between some cities which are like <laughs> nearby, but you need to go through through the capital. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, we are more interested in the Norway model of doing the fl uh, flights. It's from uh, one point to other point, like from A to B to C to D, uh, all across the country. And then in Finland, it's mostly through Helsinki, Vantaa, or maybe some other other locations, Tampere, Oulu, but not so much. The main focus in Helsinki, Vantaa. So this is one thing that with the new aviation, it's possible to do this, like from from eastern Lapland to western Lapland or eastern Lapland to Norway or whatever and then this is this has a huge uh, potential for the whole region so this is why we are doing that and then, and then well we are not alone in this one <laughs> we, we cannot do it alone so we are doing collaboration with the different stakeholders to try to facilitate it. I think yeah also Marco Halla was from Enantekia from the Lapland so Probably you have some collaboration and aviation development going on with him. When I cannot highlight Marco enough, he's doing an excellent job in the Western Lapland region, and he's uh, uh, very much in the forefront in that one. And he has an extensive background in aviation, which I do not have. So um, we are doing a, a, like a very tight collaboration with Marco in this. Okay. Okay. I see. Uh, yeah, you mentioned also about um, education of uh, younger generation. So maybe coming to one question which we skipped somehow from the last episodes is from Peter Westerbacher. Uh, actually, do you have good examples of successful stories in education? Hmm. Well, that, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's a good question. Uh, um, uh, well, of course, there are uh, like few different good stories about. Uh, well, we all know that Finnish basic education is is very highly valued. Of course, there are some problems in it with the huge group sizes and and, and different levels of teaching or teachers' qualifications. But um, I I think one of the most um, proficient or like most promising thing in education to me at the moment is the Peter Westerpakas model that he's he's trying to take away is that brings that he brings those foreign kids to do the high school studies in Finland and most of them could stay in Finland after that they graduate and start businesses and start living here because that's one thing as a, as a country, as a society, we need very much. We need more people here and more youngsters because otherwise we are in big trouble. 
Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's maybe a very difficult question, especially uh, unexpectedly. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> but I, I, li yeah, I like how you bounce it back to Peter Peter's model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well uh, like you said in your episode, that it's quite difficult to be in this side or different to be in this side, and and and, and you expect difficult questions from me, so I'm returning the favor. <laughs> But uh, yes, but on the other hand, okay, we both knew the question actually <laughs> because yeah. it was previous episode, so it's no surprise. It should not be a surprise for you, but anyway. Well, I have such a short short memory that everything surprises me. I'm like a goldfish. <laughs> but um, also, also maybe, can you highlight something uh, like? What what uh, you like doing uh, as an entrepreneur? Mm. Um, one of the greatest things about being an entrepreneur, okay, it's it's very nerve wracking at some times, and it, it grows your gray hair, uh, gray hair or gray beard in my case or whatever. But uh, is is the you have some kind of freedom in your work? You can choose what are you doing, uh, where you focus at the moment, and whatever. Of course, there's an underlying problem with that one personally because then I'm focusing uh, in so many things that my calendar is fully booked. <laughs> so not not so much uh, like day offs or vacations or, <laughs> or whatever, but but the freedom to do stuff the way you see fit or the way you want to do it. That's I think that's the most most beneficial, most okay. And what what keeps you going? There. What keeps you going every day? Um, the interesting uh, interesting work that we are doing because uh, is it, is it aviation? Is it the unmanned aviation? Is it is it the regional development? Whatever. I think those are very interesting topics to me. So I think okay. I think it's that one. And then I, I, well, I, I enjoy the stake uh, working with the different stakeholders. So, so like like this uh, podcast example, I think this is a very excellent uh, example on that one. That this keeps me going. So, doing different things that can o occupy and be interesting. So. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. And uh, maybe uh, like, what tools do you use here in like? your entrepreneurship like in in uh in your occupation basically any specific tools which helps you organize wow. yourself motivate yourself i don't know apps <laughs> uh, <laughs> notes <laughs> yeah well uh yeah i'm of course la laptop your phone <laughs> laptop and phone. okay then, uh, yeah yeah and then uh, and then outlook calendar that's uh, that's uh, that that uh, dictates my life nowadays <laughs> i i live by my calendar but but i'm a little bit old school in that way i i like to do notes by like pen and paper so somehow my my memory works that way that i remember better if i wrote it down by pen and paper than by computer so i i like to do notes and of course, then I have like millions of paper pieces here and there with different notes, and then I need to like digitalize them and write them anyway to the computer. So, 
for the next generation or maybe somebody from my generation that's that's stupid <laughs> but uh, uh, i wouldn't say so we, we had actually a quite interesting uh, also uh discussion with angel lazana and about uh, he was mentioning about relationship with the technology and he was actually complaining uh so you will get the second question from from our previous podcast <laughs> but he was complaining that like you know nowadays uh, people are too dependent on the technology and uh he was asking so okay it's um of course it can be negative and in most of the time it's negative as well it can yes it can be positive like you know helping you organized and uh keeping your calendar in like in in and all of the events in one place but at the same time it's like you become dependent on this and uh how we can uh improve our relationship with the technology so that you don't depend only on the technology so because like he he was also making this example that like you know when they are traveling his kids are running from one wi-fi spot to another wi-fi spot so just how we can avoid this like uh, maybe we, we are getting too much technology in our life so maybe taking notes by pen and paper is a good thing to do don't you think so yeah i agree and, and uh, personally i balance things out that my hobbies are like uh, keeping in me in uh, sane so my hobbies are that I like to do my firework by hand, so I'm splitting the firewood with axe, not using any power tools in that one. Of course, I'm using chainsaw to cut it, but anyway, I like to use axe. So it's it's like a meditative practice to me to use the axe and split the logs. And other than that, I, I like to do like um, traditional handwork, handiworks, like um, blacksmithing or, or doing some work with uh, like uh, antlers and bones and wood and like uh, stuff like that so where i have to con uh, concentrate like a hundred percent to do a, like perfect job so so that balances out it, it, it's like a new technology with unmanned aviation whatever and an old technology like blacksmithing so <laughs> <laughs> okay so it's maybe maybe a good advice that yeah like uh to to have some hobbies and to dedicate some time to those hobbies can yeah, can yeah. you can you dedicate some time to those hobbies because you mentioned you are very busy and your calendar is full how can you find uh, time do you try just to to cancel some meetings to skip some meetings or <laughs> no no usually well that's a good question it's very difficult to uh, like uh, find time for those ones um, but usually it's like in the evening time or or maybe maybe cut some time away from something else like sleeping <laughs> ah, okay <laughs> so not not walking but sleeping <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah 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 but um uh of course, I'm trying to take some days off, not so much. This weekend, I had one day off, and uh, last last time was um, maybe in May or something like that. Okay. So, so does, do, do you want to say that if you work as an entrepreneur, basically you don't have time for, for weekends or for holidays? Of course, of course, it depends on the entrepreneur. It, it depends on the state of the business because I'm working not, not like a not not only uh, with the old companies but with the startups and in the startup phase of the company you have to work like a horse to like build it up and whatnot and then because these different like um, 
projects that we are doing, they involve very much work at the ground phase or the starting phase or, or the phase we are at the moment. You're probably a very dedicated person to, to what you're doing. So that's why you, you don't take weekends. <laughs> yeah, well, we could ask additional opinion from my girlfriend <laughs> and I, I think she would say something else. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, but... But also woodworking. What what uh, what are you doing with wood? Like, what things are you doing? Ah, uh, you mean the handicrafts? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends. Knife from knives to like uh, some interior design or to jewelry. It, it it depends on the motivation or the inspiration at the moment. Oh wow, interesting. Do you have any like Instagram account where you publish this? Mm, if yeah, you can share it with like, our listeners <laughs> sure but it's not so active <laughs> yeah but i mean maybe someone would be interested and get inspired by your works so okay yeah well or maybe we'll you will be you will maybe now you will dedicate more time to handcrafts and uh, posting more uh yeah more well, photos well, about. Uh, yeah yeah if if people are lining up buying those stuff, then I could transform myself to be a whole day like a blacksmith or whatever. So <laughs> it's maybe if you could change your your occupation, uh, you would still be entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't think that would change. Uh, the only the the field of occupation would change, but I will still be entrepreneur. And then in my background, I have studied. I have a how do you say it? I, I have studied the. Um, uh, the, the blacksmithing in a school as well, but I didn't graduate there because of my other businesses. But I also studied uh, like uh, tradi- traditional handiworks of the uh, Nordic people, the Sami people. So I have a tra- uh, have an education in that field as well. But okay, yeah, okay, interesting, interesting to learn. Uh, so as, as we discussed earlier, it's like not, uh, it's of course science and technology podcast, but it's also about people. And so that's why I'm asking this question just to learn a little bit more about you so that our listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. And, can and, learn and, about and, you. And, yeah. And it is science and it is a technology, a little bit older one, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> but if, if we are, if you we were discussing about blacksmithing, blacksmiths, uh, in, through their history, they have all be, always been in the front of the technology. They have always been the first ones to incorporate new technologies in their work of uh, field of work that uh, helps us. They're like uh, doing their stuff. So, whatever was it, a new hammer or new new like uh, whatever fireplace or whatever. So they were the first one to incorporate that one. So. They were very much in the forefront of the new technology. So maybe this this is the next step. <laughs> Blacksmithing in metaverse. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Uh, but also, yes. Do you have a question to our next guest? As as you know, uh, we are asking questions, and maybe you have mm. one. Yeah, the, this is uh, this came as quite a surprise. But yeah. Um, uh, let me lay the groundwork for this question. It's a little bit difficult question to ask, so, but uh, I listened to one podcast a short time ago, and they were discussing about the, why uh, why haven't we found any other civilizations in space, like alien civilization or whatever. 
and then um, uh, the scientist came gave uh, one explanation could be that when the civilization reaches a certain age or, or maturity they are moving more inwards like 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 metaverse and we are whatever not outwards like uh, expansion in space and whatever so that's the reason why we don't see them because they are living in a smaller smaller circles of life but in like a virtual reality or whatever so the question is um in your mind that are we turning as a society more inwards or outwards like uh, in the in the future is humankind concerning more about personal experience so is is it metaverse or virtual reality or whatever or more about outward expansion like searching space and uh, and then like concurring concurring space or whatever i think that's that's the question <laughs> i think it also yeah that's quite a nice question and uh, let's let's see what the next guest answers but i think it also depends so if you ask Elon Musk about this, he will probably say about uh, outer expansion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, that that came in my mind. So it it could be like a two two sided question, like a personal opinion, and then how he sees the society is going. So. Okay, but yeah, that's that's a very interesting question. Uh, Christian, thanks uh, for being with us today. It was interesting to learn a little bit more about your activities and about your hobbies. And uh, thanks for being in the studio today. Yeah, thanks, Vasily, for having me. And uh, like uh, like in your episode as well, this came a short notice. So at least I gave some answers. <laughs> yeah, that was the idea to, to make the questions uh, not prepared and more like improvisation rather than prepared questions and i think it was uh, it was quite interesting discussion so thank you again and for our listeners stay tuned <laughs>